Good morning, everyone. And I'm saying that because it is the morning when I'm recording this. And I definitely have a morning voice going on here. So good morning from my bedroom on my bed with my beautiful lavender and rose water scented candle burning next to me and my window open because it's just so beautiful. And I hear the birds tweeting outside. So beautiful. Anyway, I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode today. Oh my gosh, it was a good one. I have my very first guest on the show. Her name is Whitney Richardson, and she is amazing. I met Whitney over social media, and we had never spoken before this, but we did talk a little bit, just a little tiny bit on the phone before the conversation started, before we started recording. But listen to the beginning of this. It is so funny. (laughs) It is so funny. Anyway, Whitney Richardson is the creator of the Nativist podcast and blog. She works for the Department of Justice by day and creates by night. In addition to her blog and podcast, she runs her own photography and styling businesses. This lady does so much people. She is such a creative person. The purposes behind The Nativist are to inspire self-awareness, empower healing, cultivate mind-body integration, and facilitate soul-to-soul connection. So clearly you can see why I had to have Whitney on this podcast. She is amazing, and the conversation we had was amazing. So I can't wait for you to listen, and let's tune in. We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're going to freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle, aka everything cute and inspirational, entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal. Topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. Before we get started, I'm going to read the review of the week, which is from Love Love Ashley Girl. (laughs) I guess um, I guess it was hard to make a name or something. This is great. Clear and to the point, but captivative and energizing. Highly recommend for those of you looking for looking to find new perspectives. Thank you so much. Love Love Ashley Girl. Assuming your name is Ashley So if you guys leave a review of the week, I will feature you on the podcast and yada, 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 and you'll be famous. Woohoo. So leave the review. And now let's hear from Whitney. Okay, Okay. so I'm I'm technically recording now, so I'm just going to say, hold on, get out of that screen. Okay. Hello, Whitney. How is it going? Hi, it is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we actually start, you should probably make sure you know how to say my name right. Is Yeah, I was just going to ask. I'm so glad that you said that. How do you say it right? How do you think it's said? It is Karen, but it's not. No, it's Saren, Saren. (gasps) That's beautiful. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you you clarified. You You know what? Maybe we'll just keep this in because this is kind of I swear, well every time I send an email now or like send anything, and I don't know if I sent it to you, but I'll put like, hey, I'm Saren, parentheses, S A I R dash E N. And it's even on my business cards. I love that you feel the need to do that because I'm sure you get it. Oh, all. Well, uh, I don't feel it. It's a need. It's a need. <laughs> I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a That's need. a public service. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for doing it is. that. It's an announcement. So anyway, enough about my name. Um, So I found you originally, I found your blog and I loved it. I loved it. Just all of the words on the blog. You're welcome. Just everything you were about 
was like, okay, I have to talk to this girl on my podcast. And I'm so glad that you were in to do that. So why don't Absolutely. you I'm us- so glad that you reached out. Yeah. Yes, of course. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today, what you're doing? Ooh, well, first of all, I knew the minute that we connected on social media that we were of the same tribe. There was definitely a connection there. We kind of seemed to have the same vibe. And so again, thank you for reaching out. And what got me started? Um, I have always loved connecting with people. I think that's been a bottom line in my life. And I've cultivated that more and more the older that I've gotten. And I had a blog a few years ago and then it kind of, it got pushed to the back burner because life happened and I have a full-time job and had a clothing store and a few other business ventures going on. So that fell by the wayside and then I missed it so much. And I just felt that need to connect with people again through that platform. So I started a blog again and I rebranded it as the nativist and I decided to also start a podcast. So they go hand in hand and it has made me blissfully happy. And I have absolutely loved every minute of it. Just connecting with people, hearing people's stories. And I just can't wait to see where it takes me. Oh, I'm so happy. I love that. So, Thank you. okay. So first of all, let me say, <laughs> you literally <laughs> said like, oh yeah, I, life just got too busy. Like I had a job and then I had a clothing store and like all of these amazing things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> rewind. You. Yeah. I saw a little bit of your store. So is that still existing then the clothing store? See, and that's up for debate. I am on the fence about if I want to continue it or not, because I don't know if you've read the book Essentialism. No. What's it called? Essentialism. Essentialism. All right. Yes. So good. So good. And it's a lesson that I have known that I need to learn and apply for the last like 10 years and I still fight it. That you need to drill down and pare down and not have so many balls in the air. Oh, God. Oh, God. We are so the same. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely (laughs) sure that you know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, God. When is this? Yeah, Yeah, you feel me. I'm Scorpio. I'm November 13th. What about you? Oh, November. Um, I am, well, I get along with Scorpios apparently, I think. Nice. Nice. I don't know. I can't remember. (laughs) Um, mine is actually coming up. It's March 20th. So I'm Pisces Aries. Right on. Right on. And you feel like that describes you? It embodies you? What? You feel like Pisces like embodies you? That's you? Oh God. Yeah. Well, Pisces Aries, I mean, for my whole life, I thought I was only a Pisces, which, you know, it didn't really change who I was like, Oh my God. I always thought I was a Pisces, but I definitely, Pisces are very sensitive and, you know, loving. And then Aries are very fiery and yeah. So I embody both. Do you feel like you embody? I love that that you feel both. Um, Yes. Oh, it's scary. It's scary how accurate it is. It absolutely is. And I actually posted a question on my well, on my Instagram um, the other day about what your biggest fear is. And somebody reached out, had answered the question, and then they reached out later. And they're like, hey, fun fact, apparently your um, astrology sign will determine what your biggest fear is or it provides guidance for that. And so I looked into it today and it was spot on. What was it? It was, was there were like a few. This is really revealing myself. What is it? Um, so, oh my gosh, there were a few. So one was um, being betrayed. One was, now I'm on the spot and I can't remember what they were. If you're a Scorpio, <laughs> look it up and then you can see what your biggest fears are. <laughs> Scorpios, you have some work to do. Everyone yes, else, you're yes. off the hook. <laughs> yes. Dang, now that's going to bug me. But anyways, yeah, it was, it was accurate for me. So I'm interested to see if it is for other people too. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look at those things and I'm like, sometimes they can be really general and, you know, like it could really, a lot of this stuff, like, especially when you're looking into things or especially like tarot cards or any of that stuff, I think our minds go right to finding something that relates because we want to feel 
related to, right? So our mind almost sometimes I feel like goes to things like, oh, wow, that has to do with this in my life or this. So sometimes I feel that way, but also the way that I see these things too, or like the way that I've seen them more recently is that they're almost, they're almost like just beautiful little ways of helping us become more awake and aware to what we already know. Yeah, I like that. And I think you're right. And I think people like to have something to identify with. So I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Pisces, I'm a Leo. So that helps to kind of provide them with a sense of identity in a way, or they have like favorite sports team that they like to identify with. And then also, I think it can get a little problematic too when people explain away some of their downsides or problems or issues. Um, So like, for example, oh, well, I am a Virgo, so I have this problem, or I'm Pisces, so I'm super feisty and I can be a biatch and that's okay because I'm a, I'm a Virgo, but you know what I mean? Like you, you still have to have that self-awareness and you still have to, um, still work on yourself and not just justify it as just being part of your sign or whatever you're identifying with, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I actually talk to people about relationships to food and body and <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, that can't get me excited. Um, but <laughs> I wish I could replay that. Yeah, that'll be the I new get a little enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um so oh, what was I saying now? Oh, Something I mentioned is the difference between disordered eating and eating disorder. And part of that is that, you know, obviously eating disorders are, it's, they're mental and they get to a point where they are mental. But part of it is, is like that you are so deep into the cycle, into that spiral of those, you know, spiraling behaviors and patterns and, you know, you can't get yourself out of it that almost like having that label is a good thing. It's a helpful thing for you. And it helps you have by having that. But like the difference is like it could get really detrimental. So if you're hanging on to that label, you know, your whole life, then some it's like in some ways that you're utilizing it, it's not helping you, if that makes sense. This is exactly what you were saying. Yeah, it does. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. And I think it's the same with emotions too. I this is kind of in the same vein, kind of not, but not letting your emotions identify you or define you, I guess is a better way to say it. Yes. So not letting your happiness. So happiness, I mean, we all love to be happy, right? Most mm-hmm. of us love to be happy. But happiness is temporary. Like that bliss is temporary and that down and out depression is temporary too. And just knowing that your emotions are not positive or negative, they're messengers telling you bits about yourself and parts of yourself that need healing, but they don't need to define you. So if you're identifying yourself as a happy person and then you feel down and out one day, it's easy to kind of kick yourself and be like, hey, I'm a happy person. Why am I feeling sad today? But that's okay. Like your emotions do not define you and just letting them wash over you feel them, don't repress them, but then letting them go on their way instead of being like, oh, I'm always sad or I'm always angry or I'm always, I'm a happy person. Yeah. I'm smiling right now because I totally agree. Yeah. That's something I definitely, I like have, you know, noticed about myself within like the last couple of years is that I would really make those emotions mean something about who I am. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't mean anything about who you are as a person because ultimately we're just humans. We all like, these are inevitable emotions. We come with these. We can't do anything to get rid of them. Yes. And even the good, the bad, it's also about really defining, okay, if you're feeling bad or whatever. Like we tend to notice those a lot more and put a spotlight on them more just because they are a sure sign of fire and terribleness and all of this stuff. And it's, they're, they're not though. They, like you said, they're warning signs and they're, 
but they're also just like part of the ebb and flow. Like we're not always going to be happy. And that doesn't mean that we're not happy people or like, you know, people that, yeah, are happy with our lives. It just means that we're human. And exactly, we're so hard on ourselves about it. Totally. And those quote unquote negative emotions, they just enrich the happy feelings too. And they enrich your life in general and your experience. And so I love, there's a quote by Tony Robbins and it kind of just captures exactly how I feel. So not to identify as a happy person, but overall, I feel like I trend towards good, happy feelings. And (laughs) it's not that I don't ever get pissed off and feisty. Like I bring the heat and I get ticked off sometimes or I get down and out sometimes and that's okay. And I think the key is to, again, like we said, acknowledge that they're just temporary and informative and then not stay there. So you have to feel them and actually like completely embrace them, but then not let them consume you and then let them go on their way. So how soon until you can get back to good with feeling those full feelings? Yeah. And it's not like you, we're not always going to be on a high vibe, good vibe kind of kick. And that's okay. That's natural. And I think sometimes that's overemphasized and people are instructed to like, stay on those good vibes, stay on those good vibes. Yes, absolutely. You want to aim for that, but it's human and it's natural and it's important for you to still feel those other feelings too. And those other emotions, because then you're like, oh, well, what is this telling me about myself? Why am I pissed off at this person? Why am I sad? Why am I resentful? what part of myself, like, what can I work on it? Cultivate self-awareness and what can I work on? What can I heal? What needs to heal? And then it just gets even that much more solid with life. Yeah, exactly. And I think a big thing of that is that we are, a lot of people are, you know, scared to look at those whys. And it's because when you're in the why, then you're in it and then you are scared you won't get out of it. So it's, it's almost like I picture it jelly, like literally going through the jelly to get to the beautiful clouds of whatever, like maybe there's candy out in the whatever, (laughs) but you know what? It's going to be like, you go through that and then there's going to be more jelly or maybe it's peanut butter next time, whatever. But it's like, there's more of that and it's never going to end, but you have to go through it to get to those. It's almost like Mario Kart. I picture for some reason. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. So do you remember what that Tony Robbins quote is or no? Off the top of my head, I don't remember it word for word, but I think it's just essentially, it's not that I don't get, like he's speaking for himself. It's not that I don't get ticked off or I don't get mad. I do. I just don't stay there. And that's how I, he's like, some people just think that he's inauthentic or not genuine. And he's like, I am. And I'm genuinely happy. What I am presenting to the world is me. Yeah. And I still get pissed off, but I just don't stay there. That's key. It's just staying there. Yeah. It's yeah. And that reminds me of, are you, did you go through yoga training? No, I didn't. I feel like you would love it. (laughs) I love yoga. Yeah. I love to do it. Do you have your yoga? I teach. Yeah. I teach yoga. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Yes. I love it. And it's beautiful that you do it. And like, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I remember from my yoga training, my teacher saying something about this, but it's, like when you're meditating or when you're thinking or when you're in those spiraling thoughts, it's not about the anger, like you said, or it's not about those spiraling thoughts. It's the space between. It's the amount of space that you can find between those thoughts. So it's that. And then also it's how you, so this is totally different, but with those things, when you get mad, when you feel sad, or when you are just in, say you're like binge eating or whatever you're doing, it's the amount of time, how your reaction changes. So it's not the action. It's about your reaction and the amount of time you can come back home to yourself and the amount of time it takes you just to choose again, the amount of time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Same with meditation and same with when you're trying to quote unquote control your thoughts or observe your breath. Or like you said, if you're 
in a headspace, if you're binge eating or, or feeling negative emotions, it's not about feeling those or being in those. It's about your return. It's about your return to your breath. It's about your return to your observation. It's about your return to good, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's about not punishing yourself when you realize that you were there. Yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 totally. We can draw a diagram for this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. And it's and so I, funny. Have you read um, The Four Agreements? Yes, I have. I love that book. Okay. It's so funny because I walked into the wrong car. Well, didn't walk into it, but <laughs> put my key in the wrong car the other day. Well, maybe like two weeks ago. And the book was in there. I'm like, hmm. I've seen that book before and I know it and I just have never read it. And then the next day I was with my friend at this like cute little shop and there was like a four agreements card deck. I was like, okay, that's weird. Universe. Yes, yeah. she's and you. then just wait the next day I was talking to someone and I was telling them about a book that I would have them read. And they're like, well, you need to read the four agreements. No. <laughs> Oh, the universe is like, what other signs? Apparently I, I need these freaking four agreements. So guess what I did? I got on Amazon. I got them. <laughs> I agreed. Right on. Yes. I agreed. Oh. So, but anyway, um, oh, darn it. What was I going to say about it? There was something I was going to say about the book. Oh, yeah. so like, basically it's kind of like what we were just talking about. It's so funny how we have all of these, it's almost like a manuscript, like a rule of life. Like if you do this, if you think this way, if you utilize these practices, you will be more conscious. You will be more awake. You will be, you will feel happier. You know, it's like that book almost reminds me of that. Like it's telling us these things, like it had a part in it where it was saying, um, this guy felt like he was one with the stars. He realized he's one with everything and he like embodied God and we were all embodying God. And it's almost like these books, these things are telling us this and, but we, it's so hard for us to comprehend and to like embody that. Does that make yeah. sense to you? Yeah, it does make sense to me. And I agree. It's just so interesting how that works, like how we can really yeah. read something, but as humans, it's so hard for us to just be like, oh, okay, well, we'll do that or we'll right. feel that or think that. Right. <clears throat> and I think it's important too, when you're reading these books or learning about new concepts is just being open to them and open to applying them. And sometimes it, it is hard to make that jump or that leap, bridge that gap from reading about it, identifying with it, understanding it embracing it to actually living it. And sometimes that can be really difficult. It can be, but I think it also comes in time where yeah, like I used to read, I remember when I read one of Gabby Bernstein's books yeah. and I did not like her. This was a long time ago, but now I almost just see, like I see myself in her. Like I just, yeah. I love her books. I love her words, but it just, you know, it depends where we're at too with yeah. what we are opening ourselves up to. It really does. And if there's anything that you're resisting in yourself, because I find usually if there's somebody that I don't like, it's something that I'm recognizing of myself in them mm -hmm. and something that I'm resisting. Yeah. And, or like you said, like it just could be the headspace or the time place you are in your life at that moment. And isn't it kind of funny how you can reread a book? Because I read Gabby's books um, over and over and you just pick out different things. Yeah. And it just depends on what headspace you're in at that moment. And then certain things will resonate with you at certain times that yeah. didn't really jump out at you before. It is really cool. I love that. Have you read um, Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell? No. Oh my God. You are reading that. You are assigned okay. that. You would list. love it. On my list. <laughs> Why does the – you would love it. Honestly, Ooh. this is going to sound soft, but like I said, I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I'm blaming it on that apparently. But I I just – I a page made me start crying. <gasps> really? I Yes. And I, I don't think I've ever done that with a book. Like I'm not a huge book nerd, but I do like reading. But I, I just start – I resonated with a page. It felt so much like a feeling that 
no one else would understand, I guess. And it, those were in her words. Like it just felt like she really was understanding what was in my head in a way. And it was, it was powerful. Yeah. You really should get it. It's, it's all about kind of just, you know, being the light that you are and living in it and owning it. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah, that's something I can definitely get behind. So I think I, I think it to my can. must-read list. Moving it to yes. the top. <laughs> Do you have you any read- books that you have been reading lately that you recommend or that are kind of oh, like gosh. on your fave list? So many. So many. So <laughs> one that comes to mind that I do. <laughs> God, I, like I had tea in my mouth. <laughs> I was about to start laughing out loud. Okay, go. <laughs> You're like, so I many. Down. Like, I know. Hey. Like, I get a little hyped up about books. I love love the untethered soul. And so that's something that I recommend to everybody. And I actually just heard a podcast because I read it years ago. My cousin kept insisting that I read it. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. Maybe one day kept pushing it off. And then finally she's like, listen, sister, you are reading this book. And so she sends it to me, buys and sends it to me. And it was a life changer. And so The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, and it just talks about how, circling back to our conversation about observing your emotions and letting them pass through you and not letting them define you. So it just talks about how you are not your emotions, you are the observer of your emotions. You are not your thoughts, you are the observer of your thoughts. So there is that place inside you that observes the thoughts and the emotions that you experience. And so it just teaches you how to really nurture that and helps you not get so defined and bogged down by life's experiences and not putting up walls. And it really is a beautiful book. And I love how he just explains everything. So accessible. And he, if you guys like to listen to obviously podcast if you're listening to this one Oprah has her (laughs) Oprah has her soul conversation podcast was it super soul conversations Mm. um um, and Michael Singer the author of the book kind of breaks it down too so if you're the audio learner that's an option too yeah yeah I actually have that book and I really enjoyed it at first and then something kind of made me stop reading it and I just lent it to a friend actually but really? yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it, I just wasn't like hooked on that, but yeah. huh. like we were saying, like there's different times, maybe like tomorrow I would be hooked on it, but yeah, um, interesting. yeah a lot of people love that though. And it's, it's basically about that though. Yeah. About observing and seeing yeah. that you're outside of, which is, it's so funny too, because this is kind of how I get about books sometimes. This is how I get about everything sometimes is that (laughs) everything, tell me if you relate to this, like everything is, you know, almost teaching the same thing. And it's all about just like coming home to ourselves and we can read all of these things and it's just almost, you know what I mean? Sometimes you over, over populate your mind. Yeah. That's a great, Great way to put that. I, yeah, that's exactly. And then it just kind of clouds out. I like how you said, ooh, I don't remember how you phrased it, but coming yeah. Coming home. your mind and coming home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's so important because I, I truly believe that you have, we have all the tools that we need to heal ourselves within ourselves. And so it's just like t- tapping in and tuning into that. And these books help us do that. But then like you said, like sometimes you can just max out and overdo it. Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And there are a lot of them yeah, are preaching the same message. And then I think that kind of distance, distances yourself from you. And so I think it's important to put down the book sometimes and just tune into just yourself. Yes. So what would you, how have you kind of done that? Like, have you found yourself in that situation? Because it's, it's definitely easy to be hard on yourself when you're like, I need to do my daily reading. I need to do this and that. And if I'm not you know, it's an easy way to kind of turn the ego on yourself. So like, have you found yeah. yourself in that? Yeah, I have. And it, and it's like a work in progress as to how I remedy that and address that. I just try to 
kind of vary up my reading. Sometimes I'll not read a spiritual book or that kind of book um, <laughs> for a few days and mm-hmm. kind of just take a breather, do a little detox, yeah. <laughs> if you will. And yeah. so I can just like hear my voice again and hear myself again because sometimes I just need to like tune into myself instead of hearing somebody else's voice telling me and preaching to me. And I mean, it's, it's all beautiful advice and a beautiful message that these books have, but still nothing rivals your own voice. And I think it's key. And that's the point of these books. I think it's so true. And if you think about it, it's just other people's voices, you know, it's other people's, we are all the same. No one is higher up or less than anyone. We are all the same. And we all have these thoughts and these like teachings in our own that we translate into our own words. So it's just their words. It doesn't make them the right words. It just, you know, brings us home to ours. Right. Right. That's such a great way to put that. And I think it's important to just kind of use them as guides. Yes. But not as crutches and lifeboats. I mean, essentially, initially they might be lifeboats, especially if like you're in a bad way and yeah. you're really hurting or in whatever way, physically, mentally, emotionally. And so really they can really kickstart that healing and be a lifeboat in a way. But then also over time, you need to turn to yourself for that same function. Like you need to rely on yourself for the healing and the growth and all of that. Again, use them as guidance periodically, but not as like your full source of strength. Yeah, I agree. So I actually, because I saw, like we were talking a little bit earlier, but um, you brought up living intuitively. So I want to ask you a little bit more about that, like what that means to you and how you, obviously, if you bring it up, it stemmed from somewhere. So why you noticed, I don't know, that living intuitively was important for you, or you didn't say intuitively, empathically, empathically, empathically. And both. Yeah. Um, Which so, go hand Yeah. It absolutely means something. So I have always, well, well, everybody has intuition. It's just a matter of tuning into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've had a particularly strong intuition. And just over time, I've kind of tried to override that. So one of my, I think, biggest strengths and biggest weaknesses is my discipline and my drive. And so if you can relate, if you're that type of person, it's easy to just focus on discipline and not listen to your intuition. So let's say like physical, um, with your physical body and eating. So if you're hungry, you should eat and you should eat like healthy, nourishing foods and your body will tell you like what kind of foods it needs and wants. And so it's so important to tune into that. And for so many years I wasn't, cause I was like, no, I want to diet. I want to look this way. I want this body type. And so I completely lost touch with that inner voice and that intuition telling me how I needed to nourish my body. And emotionally, I, when I would date people, um, date these guys, I'd immediately know whether or not it would work out. Like I just had this intuition and this sense. And every time I tried to fight it is every time that it turned out badly. And over time, I finally learned to honor my intuition. And I just think that everybody has intuition just in life in general. And it's honing that and dialing in and cultivating that instead of letting other people tell you how you need to live your life, letting your ego tell you how you need to live your life. I cannot agree anymore. And I remember now reading on your page about um, one of your old, like a day in a life, how you would go to the gym and yeah. Am I right about that? So yes, you are. Can you say that out loud? Because even I was shocked at that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Those were the days. So I would, I was just maniacal about working out and about my eating regimen and about my fitness regimen. So I still just astound myself. I'm like, how the friggin' heck? How is that, that possible? I know. I to know. come out so of I one like, body? Oh, I have not, and it just literally, well, not literally, but it ran me to the ground. So I would like wake up and I would do insanity. I don't know if you guys have done insanity. So I would do, it's an intense workout and I would, I wouldn't just do insanity. I would 
add weights to it and I would like ankle and wrist weights and then I would add extra on. So it would take about two hours. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. So that would take me like two (laughs) hours because I would add little extras onto it. And so then I'd shower, go to work. And then I would, um, throughout the day, ultimately I'd work out six to seven hours and they were like just brutal workouts, just most taxing. And there's no way that your body can withstand that. It's not healthy. It's, it's detrimental. It's, it's not helping you be more fit because your body can't even recover. And I wasn't letting it recover. So I would do that. And then I would essentially starve it. So I wasn't getting the nutrients that I needed to recover and to just, just be a normal human being. And so doing that day after day after day after day, how the hell would your body not just scream at you that you needed to stop? And so finally, like I had to, like, I just was not getting through my days. I, oh, it was just like moving through quicksand to try to get through moment to moment. And I would still push myself. And finally, I just think my family finally was like, okay, listen, this can't go on. Like you need to stop. So I ended up, I went and saw a counselor and I got back to good, but still like that's something that I've really had to work on. And I finally have really tuned into my intuition with my eating. I never thought that was possible, but I did. And with my workouts too. And it's a, it's a lesson that I'm still learning. Like just like this last week, I'm like, okay, I've been pushing it too hard in the gym and I can tell and my body is telling me I'm thicker. I'm retaining water. I don't feel good. And I think one of the best guideposts is how you feel. So if you feel low energy and you feel like you have brain fog or you just don't feel good, that's your body telling you that something's not working and you need to tune in and try to figure out what it is. Same with eating. Like if you eat certain foods and they they don't sit well with you, you need to kind of figure out what is going on there. And that's where the intuition comes in. Oh my gosh. I am just sitting here again, smiling. I can come to tears. I am, I, I a hundred thousand percent agree. And we can have a whole conversation about me some other time. This is podcast about you, but I, I think that the best, the, honestly, it's like such a gift to have such a bad relationship with your body or with food at whatever, any given point in your life, because it connects you that much more to yourself and to that intuition, because you realize crap, like that's where it begins. Like I, you know, you just, you, you need to go into that, lean into how you are feeling and allow that to lead you because you know how you feel. And yes. And I, so like, for instance, someone today at work actually asked me, um, because I was telling them someone gave me a juicer before I moved and I haven't used it yet (laughs) because I, I'm so excited about it, but they gave it to me and I hadn't used it yet because I had to clean it and it was used, but you know, it was not old or anything. So anyway, I had to clean it, figure out how to put it together like a puzzle and (laughs) it truly was. So I figured it out last night and I was so excited and I made the juice this morning and like, it was so good. Literally everything I had in my fridge that was juiceable and it was Yes. Throw all the things in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, oh my God. I was juice happy. It was so great. But moral of the story is I was talking to someone at work. I was telling them about it. And then we started talking about, she mentioned like, yeah, during like lunchtime, because we were talking about when we get our energy and she's like, yeah, like after lunch, it's when everyone kind of dies down because you eat a heavy meal and your brain slows down. And I started talking about how, yeah, I don't usually eat like a giant lunch. I'll just, cause I feel terrible after and yes. I can't do anything. And yes. she, she, yeah. And she asked me, she was like, I've been meaning to ask you, are you on that like 70 hours, you know, that fasting kind of thing, like interval fasting. So, um, interval eating and interval fasting. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, no, I, I'm not. I just, you know, I just, eat when I need, when I feel like I need to eat and I eat what I want when I feel like my body wants. And, and that's even a struggle. It's not a struggle, but I'm sure you can totally relate, but being someone that loves, like I love, you know, I freaking ice cream is my, is my goddess. Like I could, Oh yeah. 
I could eat a whole pint or not pint, tub. Oh, yeah. I have. Yes. Seriously. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it's like we love vegetables and we love healthy because we know that it just, it makes us feel good and we like to feel light and we like to feel like we can think clearly and be connected to ourselves. And it's like some people don't, you know, understand that. So they'll almost judge that. And they'll like, if someone goes to lunch and they're like, well, why don't you want to come? Well, I just don't want to eat all that. You know, it's 100% everything that you just said, 100% totally. And it's like, I'm not judging you. You eat whatever lunch you want to eat. And I am not sitting here with my salad judging you. That's, but just like you said, it's just, that's how I feel good. That's how I feel light. That's how I feel clear. That's how I feel connected to my body. And I know that I'm filling it with nutrients that it wants and needs. Yes. And like, sometimes you, you don't need to do that. Like you can have chocolate. Like sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. And, but it's really about like yesterday, I will be honest. I, I kind of went off, like I was really hungry when I got home. So I just started eating and then I ate another thing and I didn't eat like terrible things, but I made like two bowls of oatmeal and I didn't need that. And I felt like definitely brain foggy after. And, you know, I could have gone off the deep end and kept eating and, but I decided I'm going to go to yoga and I'm just going to slow it down, which I'm glad I did. But it's definitely like, I hate that feeling. I hate being trapped in that. I hate that feeling. Yes. Clear. Yes. And like you said, being trapped in that. Yeah. And that, that right there, once you like really key in, that is what motivates you to eat a certain way. And like you said, like sometimes you want chocolate and ice cream, go for it, do it. Foods aren't bad or good. It's not about that. It's because sometimes you just got to live your life. And oh God, you always have every to day, live it. That's what I was just, yeah. Like every day, but it's just about like how you want to feel and how, yeah, just how you want to feel. And sometimes you just really need some treats or you just really want to eat whatever you want to eat and do it. And that's okay because that keeps you happy and healthy. Exactly. And it's the same with moving your body. Yes. 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 You know, I'm sure obviously you can totally relate to that. It's just like, Sometimes you just need to walk and then sometimes you really need to like shake it out of you and run and do heavy weights or whatever. Yes. And I think it's, it's so important to understand that everybody's bodies are different and Mm -hmm. just like what works for you isn't going to necessarily work for me. And if you have a friend that just got in killer shape because she's following this workout regimen doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to work the same for you. Um, you might try that regimen and just feel awful and lethargic all the time and just like hell, and that's not worth it. And you have to figure out what works for your body type and what makes you happy and healthy. And like, for me, like I can't do, I love like mentally, I love high intensity workouts. My body hates them. And every time I try to push it past, my body will tell me and I'll just get super low energy and just, like I said, like retain water and just, I don't look good. I don't feel good. And it's not for me. So it's just figuring out what your body likes and then sticking to that and not getting swayed by what's working for other people or what the latest fad is. I mean, sure. Experiment and try it out, but it's just living with tuning into your intuition, what your body tells you. Exactly. So I know this, I don't know if this, what this will bring up, but so I've been thinking a lot about alcohol. What does yeah. that bring up for you drinking? I don't know if you drink, if you don't or what. I do see. And I have some mixed thoughts on this. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Cause I know, I don't know if you've heard that, that alcohol, I don't know the origins of this. I mythology i don't know back in the day how it says that it like actually like kills like it kills a part of you or oh Oh, like your brain cells jacking that up no no like this is like on a soul level oh (laughs) it kills like oh i have yes i have yeah and um so that's a little frightening yeah um but then i don't know i i do drink but i drink very rarely um and I have to be in a certain kind of mood I'm the kind of person that only drinks to celebrate so if I'm in a bad mood I don't drink to de-stress and I don't drink to get happy 
because if I'm in a like bummer mood, it just makes me more bummed out. It amplifies whatever I'm feeling. So if I'm happy, then I'm like, sure, I'll drink. And I'm, there are times where I go out with friends and I'm like, I don't feel like drinking. Like, I just don't feel like it. And so I just completely go with what I'm feeling at the time. But what about you? Yeah. So I, I mean, it's really been on my mind lately because I, I mean, I used to have a really bad relationship with alcohol and sometimes it still comes up where I'll over drink and I won't like that, especially being in a new place. I've been like doing, exploring a lot and going and, you know, seeing a lot of new places and doing things that are, some of them are drinking events or whatever. And I think that just, for me, I found that my over drinking happens in places where I feel like in my, in my mind, it's an over drinking. Um, what would the word be an over drinking event? So like it used to be concerts for me, or it used to be like just going out that word, that term going out. Like I can go to dinner and I can go out with friends or I don't know, like it's different now, but sometimes that will still, that's almost like my own shadow. And Mm -hmm because my relationship with alcohol started in a way where it was, you know, in high school and I was trying to like, just be someone that I totally was not and trying to impress people that, you know, I wanted to impress or like guys, like get the confidence to go and like hook up with this guy that like, we liked, you know, that it's, yeah, yeah. it's all kind of built on that. And obviously as you get older, you start to unlearn those, but I think like, you know, just like our whole conversation we just had, wanting to be so connected to ourselves and stay in that intuition and that, that, that just consciousness that feels like connected and alcohol totally turns that off. And it's, I've definitely been seeing myself more and more saying, no, I don't want to drink tonight. Like, you know, other people can go and do it and that's fine. And I'll sit there and not drink and it's still fine. But It's just like something I'm really wanting to less put into my life, not as much anymore. And it's almost, it's weird because it's, it almost makes me feel like a different person. You know what I mean? When you're in a change, when you're in a transition, it makes you feel like, well, am I more boring? Am I changing? Am I blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. And I'm, kind of been having the same thoughts too about just wanting to pump the brakes on it yeah yeah I like what you said and I can understand all of it absolutely yeah it's definitely an interesting thing because it's just such a way of our world and it's and it's okay just like chocolate you know it's okay to go and you want some wine whatever like I'm not going to be sitting on a rock meditating for life all (laughs) 24 7 so it's fine but yeah and it's it's just you know, it's, that's a whole different topic. Like how serious do you need to get in life? You know, like obviously just essentially the point of being here, I believe at this time of my life where I'm at, I believe that life is about just living, you know, we're so hard on ourselves, but this is our experience here on earth. So it comes with everything. It comes with chocolate. It comes with alcohol. It comes with everything. And you can experiment with it. And if you don't like it, leave it. If you like it, take it. And maybe you only like it for five years, leave it. You know, it's like, it's like, we're just little snails or squirrels. I don't know why I said snails. We're squirrels (laughs) and we're just playing with things. Yes. I love that. I love that that just kind of relieves the pressure too, because sometimes you can get sucked up into that. Oh, I need to do this and this and this, and I need to meditate two hours a day, and I need to be this kind of person and do these kinds of things. And no, like you said, like you just live life, remove that pressure from yourself and experience things and don't beat yourself up if you get knocked down or if you knock yourself down. It's all good and it's all okay and it's all part of the experience. And one of my, there's a quote I um I read the other day or a while ago actually and I have a very intense personality um very intense like when I like something I love something as you can tell like with the books I get really intense about whatever I'm doing whatever I'm trying passionate yes passionate and so there was this quote that essentially just said like just lighten up like go lightly go lightly and that resonated with me because that's 
that was a good reminder for me to just not get so caught up in things and hyped up about things and just go lightly and live lightly. And I think certain quotes and certain pieces of, of advice resonate with certain people because that's what gets them back to a balance. Yeah. And so with me, that's what I needed to be balanced again. And so that is something that I've remembered the past couple of days and just reminded myself when I am too caught up in my head about living on high vibes or doing certain things or whatever, getting caught up in life to just remember that I just need to live lightly and not get so serious about life. Yeah. Life is fun. Yeah. And life should be fun. And I like that's what Gabby Bernstein really advocates is life is fun and it should be fun. And Oh, there's a quote that I saw the other day. Uh, <laughs> you are quote happy. Quotes, but it was, <laughs> oh, all day long. Um, and it said something about like, it was kind of like, just like a perspective shifter. And so like, ask yourself like every day, how good can this day get? And it kind of just introduces that playful aspect to it. Yeah. So like, how good can today, can, can today get? Like, I can't wait to see. And just kind of that shifts you into that positive mindset. I love too. that. Yeah. How yeah. good can today get? Yeah, and you can adapt that to whatever. So like, how good can this conversation get? How good can my work day get? How good can this meal get? How good can whatever get? And you can just apply that to different situations and just really keeps you in that playful, curious, fun-loving mindset instead of getting so caught up and serious about things. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So in the beginning, we were talking about the first thing you brought up with – I forgot what you said. It was just the thing that was, you know, your biggest, what was it? Your biggest downfall, downside? Oh yeah. 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 With the drive. Yeah. The driving the discipline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. So, well, yeah, but basically, yeah. I mean, focusing and not having your ideas and everything that you're doing scattered and doing a million things at once. So how have you, I mean, you know, how have you seen that in your life and like, how are you kind of working on that now how are you taking that in for yourself right now I'm finally learning my lesson so I was teaching fitness classes at the gym so I got rid of that I um, am just not saying yes to as many things that's always my inclination my first inclination say yes say yes to every opportunity say yes to all the things I took pride in that it's an e- it's ego driven a lot of it mm-hmm. I wanted to I took pride that I could have that many balls in the air and keep them all in the air. Was I doing that? Well, you, it's hard to really progress on any endeavor. If you have so many balls in the air, you can't really master it. You can be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And so I've really intentionally started saying no to opportunities and to stop doing certain things. So I stopped teaching. I stopped, I'm thinking about stopping the store um, and other projects that I've had going and just really focusing on my blog and my podcast and things that I feel like are directly tied to my purpose and that bring me the most happiness. And because this way I feel like I have more energy. I can give more to the projects that matter the most to me. And it was a long, hard road to finally apply what I already knew was the right thing to do. It just, again, was ego. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I so relate to that too, because uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it is a lot of it is ego because it's feeling like you need to do that and to be this, you know, it's just, it's not who you are. It's just do what you want to do. And it's, it is, it does get hard when you're a creative person because you do want to do everything and then get set on something you want to go all in and just do it. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. And it's, it is, it's just about like really letting kind of life roll and just letting it, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard when you're a creative person, that's for sure. And you do want to feel like you're nurturing something, like you're giving it your full attention and you're actually putting your heart into it. Cause I know exactly how that feels doing a thousand things and feeling like you're just not, you know, putting your total a hundred percent that you could into something and then wondering what it would be like if you were doing that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's yeah. 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 And part of it is I, 
part of it was just growing up. My dad was always, I had wonderful parents, have wonderful parents. They knocked it out of the park. So this is no slight to them, but my dad is very um, hyped up on productivity. And so like, I could never like sit still because do wouldn't even dare to sit down on the couch. Cause it'd be like, well, you need to be up and doing something. And so I kind of tied myself worth to that too. Hmm. And so I felt like if I got to the end of the day and I wasn't productive or I didn't have a lot to show for my day, then it was a waste of a day. And it made my like sense of self take a hit. And also I wondered what I was running from too. Cause I love to be, and I still am that way. Like I love to be super busy. And so now that I've started paring down, it's forced me to tune in with myself a little bit more. I'm self-reflective anyways, but it really forced me to really get intimate with my thoughts and my sense of self and sense of purpose. And so I think you need those quiet moments and they're just, just as important, if not more so than um, those moments of productivity. Um, and that book, Essentialism, also talks about that. So play. So scheduling playtime in your day is crucial to, for creatives, especially, but for anybody who wants to be productive and just allowing your body and mind time to recharge and rejuvenate. That's actually when, like even neurologically, that's when your default network kicks in. And that's why you get a lot of your inspiration that you as a creative, I'm sure will identify. You get a lot of your inspiration when you're kind of you're in the shower or you're taking a walk and you're not actively engaged in thinking about solutions or problems or ideas. It usually comes to you when you're taking a step back from it. And that's why it's important because that's when your mind puts together puzzle pieces and makes sense of things and comes up with ideas and innovations and solutions. And plus it just recharges you. And that's important too. Oh yeah. And it is so true. That is what happens. And like when you're in those places of what should I do? Should I add this on my website? Should I make this, this color? Should I do it? Like all these things you just yes. to know that that is when you need to step back from that because you're yes. not going to get anywhere. You're just hitting like a wall you're yes. on a wall. <laughs> yes. And it's so hard to really take a step back though, because it's, it's so easy to tell yourself, no, I'll just push through, I'll just power through, I'll just power through. I just really want to get this done. Yeah. And you're just spinning your wheels. And then you just got to tell yourself, no, if I get some fresh eyes on this, it'll just click and go so much faster and so much better. Yeah, exactly. And being easy on yourself when you do need that, like even when you say play time, like the word, at least for me, play comes up as play, like fun. It's fun. So it's not work. And just knowing that it's all, you know, you, especially I'm sure you can identify with that too, being someone that feels like they need to be productive, like seeing that in a different light, that is productive. That is productive, productive in a different way than what, so it's almost like you relearning what the word productive, what productivity means in life, redefining it. Yes, exactly. And it's it's not frivolous. It's actually crucial to you producing and being productive and that's what um they found more and more they're finding that more and more researchers and psychologists and neurologists have found that the more people take time for play is like whatever you define as play so whether it's just getting out physically or just doing puzzles or crosswords or whatever um it's actually so beneficial for your brain because that's when it's your, your brain is able to like expand and put things together in new ways and make new connections. And that's crucial for you to, cause then you can apply that in your, your work and your other areas of life. And that's how you can really innovate and get farther in those other areas because yes. it creates new connections. Yeah. It's fascinating. I love it. Oh my gosh. We can, we can go on and on. (laughs) We'll have to do another podcast together because we can just go on and on probably about a million. Oh, absolutely. I'm so sure. And you'll definitely have to come on mine because I can see we have so much to talk about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The audience is probably like, please stop. (laughs) Just kidding. They're like, keep Get it already, you guys. But is there anything else that you feel like you want to share about your blog, about your podcast, and if not, or about you, 
And if not, just let us know, let everyone know where they can find you and connect with you and listen to you and your beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. Uh, as far as anything to say, I am just so glad that we connected again. I know I've already said that, but I just love connecting with people like you. You're such a light and I love it. And as far as where you can find me, I am on Instagram at, um, at the nativist and also, you can find my podcast. It's just the Nativist Podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, or in your Apple podcast section. And my blog is www.thenativist.net. And you can also access the podcast there, www.thenativist.net forward slash podcast. <laughs> and that's me. Perfect. <laughs> I'll put all of that in the show notes so everyone can just click away and find you that way. And other than that, oh, I am so glad that we talked and we will stay in touch, found a new, and people, we have never Definitely. met and we've talked five minutes before this conversation. So <laughs> that just goes to show just, there's so many people in this world that are just amazing. It's ridiculous. I love it. I love it. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about social media. Yes. <laughs> it, it is. It's so cool. So thank you so much, Whitney. And You're so welcome. We, We'll talk soon. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye you. Guys. Bye. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Soul Speak, the podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, if you didn't, you know, you should do this anyway. Go ahead and leave a review of the podcast so that I can read your voice on an episode and I can see your words and see what you are thinking and I would just love to hear how these are touching you and how they are. Um, what is the word I am searching for? Working into your life. I don't know. I can't think of the word. But you can follow me on social media. Just search my name. Honestly, that is easiest. It is obviously in the title of this podcast. You can search that. And until next time, please speak your soul. Love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye.